Before we get into the show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work. Thankfully, HubSpot for Startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects all your teams together. Plus, they have a bunch of resources to help you scale, and they offer discounts up to 90% off. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for Startups. To see how much you can save, visit HubSpot.com startups. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Marketing Against the Great, your podcast for all things marketing, growth, entrepreneurship. And today, Web3, baby, I am here with the one, the only, Kieran Flanagan. Kieran, how many uh, how many crypto tears are you crying these days in your in your tea? I, I picture you in like your chair looking <laughs> over the ocean, like having your tea, just uh, sobbing quietly into into crypto and Web three land. Sobbing about my coins. Ah, uh, where are you at d- on that, man? Uh, it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> so there's a, there's a, there are a few crypto tears happening out there, which is fine. Everyone's got it. But today we're gonna give you some quick hits on the world of Web three because. Well, I think what, Kieran, you and I believe is that when markets are down, that's when building and innovation happen. And the world of Web3 and its intersection with marketing and business is really changing a lot. So on today's show, we're going to give you some news and everything in the world of Web3 and how it's going to impact your marketing. Kieran, where, where do you want to start? One quick thing, just for people who are listening to this. If you truly believe in Web3 and truly believe in the core underlying utility of Web3, it's pretty normal for 95% of the stuff to be garbage. Yes. I love this. It's really the 5% that you and I obsess over what is the 5%, yes. right? That is no different in Web1, Web1, Web2, like all these different eras. There's a lot of noise and you have to really wait until you find the things that are the core utilities and what start to build the future. And so... You can look at the industry today and say, you know, why are we talking about this thing? Are we not going into a, an era where like we're finding that a lot of this is not useful? You and I believe there is 5% of stuff in Web3 that is going to change the world. And that's why we're excited by it. Look, we're super excited about it. I think that was the perfect call out. And sometimes you have to like remember history to understand the future. Remember all the garbage search engines you used in the early days of Web1 before Google. Like, right. <laughs> we're not searching Dogpile or Alta Vista or Ask Jeeves. Like, Ask Jeeves. Look, Ask Jeeves spent like more money on commercials than any company in the world for a while and still didn't get anywhere. Most of what we talk about isn't going to last. And I think that's part of the yep. the level set we all need. Like I remember in 2006, I was using Twitter. I was using Rejaw. I was using... Bebo? Yeah, like Vimo. Like there were like eight Twitter competitors, basically. And all of them died except one, Twitter. And now we use it. We talk about it every day. Right. And that is what's going to happen in the world of Web3. The one thing that's different is that, Kieran, Web3 is opening up a ton of additional use cases and new markets that we're not doing anything with right now. And I think there's going to be new players and new use cases that we're not used to, just like search. You know, we didn't have the internet, so we weren't used to searching for stuff. Right. That came along and opened a whole new utility. And so I think that's super important. That being said... It's hard to distinguish the 5% from the 95%. Oh, super hard. And it's hard to articulate it at this point in the journey. Right. And one of the things that happened over the weekend is you had Packy McCormick, who writes an amazing newsletter at Not Boring. We've mentioned it on the show before. 
he is a big investor and advocate for Web3. He was on a podcast, the Cartoon Avatars podcast, with some other venture capitalists. And he was asked to talk about DeFi use cases, decentralized finance use cases in Web3. And he botched it. And he just, he had had a, a family emergency that day. He was unprepared and he just totally whiffed. And mm. then the terrible part of the internet happened and they cut the like worst version of that out and like put it all over the internet and made him sound stupider than he is and that he was because he's a really smart person, somebody I read every week. And I, I get a little frustrated with society, Kieran, because it's like I want people like Packy out there leading the way and helping us understand the world, knowing that some of what we think is going to be wrong, but without that wrong stuff, we're never going to get to the right stuff. It goes back to what we talked about uh, around that story of alchemy. And like, if you don't go in search of new crazy things that you can't actually ever discover anything new. Like, what's your take? It's tough these days to always see the good in people. Like, when you <laughs> yes. see things like this happen because the crypto community can be very welcoming, but welcome. Uh, Kieran can't talk. I believe he's trying to say welcoming. They're nice to new people is what you're trying to say. But also very tribalist. Like there's a lot of tribalism and actually can be really a horrible place. And I'll give you a a good example is I tweeted something from a Wall Street Journal article about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It did not shed Bitcoin in a positive light. And it was the Wall Street Journal who who wrote this. Holy smokes. I have never been as flamed or had my DM as saturated with people calling me out and saying like, why are you on Twitter? Get off Twitter. You're an idiot. And there's some well-known people came into my Twitter and rather than have a conversation, they were just like, you're an idiot. You're this, you're that. Well, like, Let's have a conversation about it. First of all, I didn't write the article. Second of all, I'm trying to learn as well. I'm sure Packy's always trying to learn. And so I think public apology, it's cool that he did that. I think it's sad that he had to, right? I was about to say that. I would like to think that people don't have to do that. It's not possible to be right 100% of the time. Trying to be on point each and every time. It's not possible. It makes me so angry. And it's like, do you want to live in a world where we villainize people who are making progress? I sure as hell don't. Do we not want to live in a world where we can talk to each other, learn new things, correct each other in a way that's like helpful? Exactly. And, you know, hey, like here here are the things that you didn't get right, Packy Bet DeFi. Like here's a cool thing. Here's a cool thing. Here's a cool thing. But this doesn't seem that we're able to do that as a species anymore. We have to like look at the worst of things and try to vilify people. There are a couple takeaways here for your, for business builders, marketers out there. One, in the vast majority of situations... Other people do not need to lose for you to win. Yes, that's what, there you go. There are lots of multiple winners. I love winning. But the opportunity in losing is where you find the most learnings and the most value. And if you get afraid of trying to do new things and you get afraid of failing, like in your marketing strategy, for example, if you just keep doing all the same things you've always done, you're just going to slowly erode over time and you're never going to make any real progress. And I want to live in a world where people are pushing the envelope forward and we can have an academic debate of ideas. Like that is a fun place to live in. And that is how I hope that you will, everybody will run their business versus being completely afraid to make mistakes. Pushing the envelope means you'll fall on your face at some point. All the time. It will not be pleasant. I can give you a funny story. When I was really learning how to speak at large conferences, I did this conference of about a thousand people. Oh, this is a good story. And uh, I did not realize this. I only realized this years after making this mistake multiple times that if you do your PowerPoint slides on Apple and then you sent them to the conference organizer and they run them off window, they autoplay. 
And so I'm like in front of a thousand people doing my bits, you know, moving one side of the stage, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is cool. This is, look at this. And everyone is like looking at me like I'm crazy, looking back and forth really quickly. And my slides had played all the way to the end. And every time I went back to try to get back onto the slide that I was meant to be on, they would play to the end again. <laughs> I should have just done it without slides. So you will fall in your face. It, it, it will be uncomfortable. But I got way better as a speaker after that experience because I could actually do things more ad hoc. It didn't phase me if something went wrong. Yeah. If you were afraid of other people's perceptions or if you were afraid of wasting your time on something that will not work out, that, that's a sad place to be in. And a good example of this, I want to transition this into a, a tweet here from Nick Susie. So nicksusie.eth at Nick Susie. This is a great tweet, Kieran. I think you're going to like it. Remember obsessing over the technology behind Facebook or eBay when they launched? I don't. Web 2 was widely adopted because you could stay in touch with friends while in college or make money from used goods versus throwing them away. Web 3 needs to rethink its language and communications. Less tech, more common value. More use cases, more jobs to be done. More use cases, yeah. I think part of what we're talking about here is getting clear on the use cases around emerging technology. And right now, Web 3 has a bad brand. Anybody who is not super into it, like you or I... They think of people doing scamming, rug pulls, all these negative things. And by the way, those same negative things happened on the first generation of the internet. They happened on the second generation of the internet. They just happened in different ways each time. The thing that matters, though, is that Web3 has been slower to find use cases because it's been more obsessed with its technology and it's the decentralization of that technology. Do you think we need to give Web3 a brand makeover, Kieran. And if I put you in charge of the Web3 brand makeover, what would you do? So we have rebranded from crypto to Web3 for this very reason, because uh, we wanted to get rid of the whole connotation that it scams. <laughs> yes, totally. What you said was a great point. When you were back in the day, did you go, hey, Kip, like you should check out HTTP. SSL is hot, man. Did you see what they're yeah, doing? Yeah, check out these protocols, man. Have you seen these protocols? No, because... Web3 needs to find use cases that have true value. Yes. That people are starting to recommend to their friends outside of just the Web3 geeks who love this stuff. I want to talk about DGEN score. Oh, the DGEN score. Oh, I saw a little DGEN score news. So drop this and explain this for everybody. One of the big things about Web3, I think that's going to really change the way that we interact with things is your wallet is a universal login to everything. It's hard to wrap your head around how transformative that's going to be until you start to see it in action. But your wallet is going to be the way you access everything. Because it's the way you access all apps, all things, and you store everything in your wallet, you can actually create a universal profile based upon all of the things you're doing within the Web3 ecosystem. Now, the DGEN score is specifically for how you're trading coins, how you're doing things with NFTs, all these different things you can do within the Web3, and it builds you a score. Like, how experienced are you within Web3? And it goes from pleb, ape, chad, and DGEN. Pleb is basically, I'm a novice. Yeah, you're a novice. It goes from novice to ape. Ape is a probably medium. I don't know what a chad is. I'm probably missing some lingo. And then there's a, a DGEN. So why is this cool? Well, I think for even marketers or for businesses, being able to have a universal profile is pretty interesting because we can actually create a universal profile of someone in terms of how experienced they are with your software. Yep. We can create a universal profile that connects that to the things that people are learning within your ecosystem, how they're being credentialed. So you can start to build a dynamic profile for people based upon 
real experience, right? Think of LinkedIn. LinkedIn has built the online resume, but that resume is stuck in Web 2.0. It's like static. It's yep. what I put on there. It's not verifiable. Whereas in Web 3.0, because your wallet is the interface to everything, you can actually start to build a real dynamic profile of how experienced you are in different things, whether that's here, trading, buying NFTs, doing things on DeFi. The other cool thing is financial institutions are actually using this to hire people for Web 3.0 roles. So it's actually started to show real-world application in terms of replacing LinkedIn for some part of the industry. That's really cool. Okay, Kieran, I'm surprising you with a surprise game. Okay, let's do it. You ready for this? Ready? We're going to play Fire and Ice, Web 3 Edition, which means if something's on fire, it's hot, it's amazing. People listening should go and check it out, should go learn it. Something's on ice. Uh, maybe we used to think that was cool or interesting, but right now it's probably not worth your time. You ready? So I'm going to give you topics related to Web3, and I need you to tell me it's fire or it's ice. Are you ready? Okay. Let's do it. Fire or ice, and you got to give me a 10, 15 second reason. A reason. You ready for this? Yes. Okay. NFTs. Fire. I think the core utility of NFTs is going to change the world. A lot of it is garbage right now. That's cool. We'll clean all that out. Totally agreed. Decentralized finance. Fire. I think DeFi is going to change the world. 99% of it is garbage. <laughs> we clean all that out. Same answer. Different topic. <laughs> Bitcoin. Oh. You know, this is the one that I got. I know. That's why this I is the one you because you got flamed. You have to give an I, answer. I'm saying fire because I don't want to get flamed. No, boo. You don't actually believe that. I, look, I'm going to say ice because I believe in Ethereum. Yeah. I think Ethereum is the Web3 layer. Wallet to wallet messaging. Oh, fire. Okay. That's the ability to send messages yeah. across to wallets in Web3 for people listening. Think about what we're doing. We're connecting. Your wallet is going to be your universal ID into the internet, and everyone is going to be connected to each other. We've just rebuilt Facebook around wallets. Emerging tokens without any use cases. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, this is the cleansing that needs to happen. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. There's uh, $66 billion Web3 companies right now. If you look at CoinMarketCap and sort by mm-hmm. a billion dollar above, how many of them are truly billion dollar companies? I think a small portion of those. All right, two more. Play to earn. Getting played to play games. I think fire. Jeez, come on, man. I know, I, I, I'm bullish, but I think I think fire, but I think most of the ones that have been built are ice. Okay, okay. Because the unit economics don't stack up, right? I don't think they've built a model that will actually generate real revenue for them. That's my concern. And become yeah. large companies. But I think play to earn is where I see one of the core utilities of NFTs. Last one. The current education in the Web3 space of what Web3 is. Ice. It's so ice. It's freezing cold. It's terrible. Come on. We need some better education in this emerging market, people. Where do you go to learn about the core jobs to be done that Web3 is solving? It does not exist. It's all too technical. It's, it's being built by engineers right yes. now. That's how all the content feels. We need more marketers in Web3 is what we're saying. Right. As, as we get the junk out on the technical side, we want more marketers in. This was an awesome quick quick dive into the world of web3 thank you everybody for listening to kieran's hot takes if you disagree with his bitcoin take please flame him and <laughs> until next time uh thanks everybody oh, we'll see God. you next time on marketing against the grade